This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Today, we are talking with Elizabeth Norier Clay, who's with the, the Neighbor Newspapers. Good afternoon, Elizabeth. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been, you and I talked about this a couple of months ago, so I'm glad we were able to find a couple of minutes today to, to do this. Uh, well, so tell me first, I guess, about what your title is and what your role is at the at the pa- at the neighbor newspapers, so folks understand kind of what the what your what the focus is. Yeah, so I am the editor of our North Side newspaper, and we cover Buckhead and Sandy Springs, our main coverage areas. I cover a little bit of like Atlanta as a whole, so I'll cover city of Atlanta and kind of follow Mayor Andre Dickens, but our niche neighborhoods that we cover are Buckhead and Sandy Springs for my paper. And kind of, you know, just kind of overview, just I guess let's take the opportunity to kind of talk about the overall scope of the neighbor papers, kind of generally where you cover and where you don't cover. Yeah, so neighbor newspapers were owned by the Marietta Daily Journal. So the MDJ is kind of like our parent company. So neighbor newspapers as a whole, we cover Fulton, DeKalb, and Paulding counties. And we also cover Douglas County. So my main focus, like I said before, is going to be in Fulton County. But since we do cover so many places, we like to find the community-centric stories, we really want to find, like, the smaller things that bigger outlets may not cover. What's a, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself if I, if I asked the question I was about to ask. <laughs> so I'm going to hold on for a second. But give me a little bit of background. Tell me, tell me about yourself. Where did, how long have you been with the paper, and, and where did you come from before, before you joined? Yeah, so I've been with the paper for about three years now, and I started – a month before I graduated from Kennesaw State. So I started in April of 2019 and I started off at our North Fulton paper. So I was covering like Roswell, Alpharetta and Milton. And I was mainly covering like city council meetings, events, um, any like feel good stories, fundraiser stories, anything like that. And then as the pandemic started, I kind of helped out, started to help out with our North side and the cab papers helping to cover Atlanta and everything and then in August of last year I got promoted to be the editor of our north side paper okay and 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 I guess and that's I think one of the one of the larger more popular popular larger red papers um yeah I uh I'm over in DeKalb so I I kind of sort of get the north side DeKalb kind of falls in in my in my area there yeah, Northside is definitely one of our most read ones, I would say. I mean, I've had people come up to me. They're like, oh, we love Northside. Like, I've been reading it since I learned how to read. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yay, thank you. Like, that's great to hear. But now I'm going to always think about that. Like, oh, they've been reading it for this long. But yeah, it's I love it. No no pressure, right? Yeah, <laughs> no pressure. It's like, I hope it's as good as it was 50 years ago when you started yeah. reading it, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my – Shout out to my friend Julie Heron Carson, who uh, still gets the paper on delivered to her doorstep uh, every week. So she, oh. she she always calls. She says, "Hey, do you, do you need a copy of the neighbor paper? I got I got I got oh. I got my copy this this week." So, um, 
yeah, for some strange reason, I, I have tro- always have trouble getting it delivered to, to my driveway. So I, you know, I can get, I can get it online, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's, it's funny. It's like I've called and said, I need, can you guys deliver it? I'm to Cab County. And like, okay, sure. I'll do this. And I do that. And anyway. Um, okay. So where, where were you before the neighbor paper? So I, the neighbor paper is technically my first real job in journalism, I guess. I mean, all through college, I worked at the Sentinel. So I wrote for the Sentinel for four years. I was on the editorial team. And then I also did an internship at a local women's magazine. And so I was there, I was on the magazine for about a year total. And then I also wrote few other like online platforms in school okay so what are some i guess i guess this, the question was how do you you know if you look at you, you started talking about this kind of how do you differentiate what you cover versus others you were saying you were saying you kind of cover more community focused stories so how would you say and i always tell people how, how do you describe your coverage and sometimes it's good to say here's how here's what we don't cover Right. So people understand. Oh, yeah. You have your editorial assistant there. I hear. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, she, she wants to be part of this. That's all right. <laughs> you can, you can, you can show us. You can, you can share if you want. <laughs> all right. So, so, you know, obviously you're, you, you were saying you're more community focused. So how, how do you feel your coverage, what your product is, is different from other papers? So we really like to be able to tell the story of the community. We want to find, again, like the smaller, like nitty gritty stories that really show that these are real people, like this is what affects them. Um, Really just getting to know the community, getting to know like what stories they like to hear, like what's important to them, because some things that larger publications might find important the community won't really care about that or it's not a big issue and also vice versa like some things that are very important for the community might not be picked up in larger issues so it's really like getting to know the people the different groups the different like clubs and organizations so that all really plays into it yeah and i guess you know if you're if you're a media outlet that's covering something metro wide you might look Mm -hmm. at something that is you know just in paulding county and say you know 80% 80% of my readers aren't going to care about this, so we're not right. going to cover this. You know, they mm-hmm. got to got to figure out how how it relates to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's a what's a good example? What's the story that you've done recently that you thought, you know, really I really think the story was a, turned out great. It was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so two of them I can think off the top of my head. Um, one of the more recent ones, a woman, she actually lives in Alpharetta, but she has been organizing donation drives all throughout Metro Atlanta to take over to Ukraine. Her dad is still in Ukraine. She's got tons of family and friends still in there. And so I went over to her house. Like we had like a two hour conversation. Like when I got there, like, I mean, her garage was full of donations. Like there are people there sorting everything. So I mean, she was just incredible to talk to, like the amount, besides taking in all the donations and it's amazing and everything that she does, but organizing all that and like figuring out, okay, the donations are going to have all these different checkpoints throughout Eastern Europe. Like that was just incredible talking to her. I love that story. And then a couple of months ago, we actually, we, I spoke to these 
to um, mothers and they helped start an addiction recovery group in Atlanta. But the group, rather than being for people who are struggling with substance abuse, it's all for mothers and like parents and caretakers of people struggling with substance abuse. And now that, that was, it was really intense hearing their stories because they both lost their sons to substance abuse. But I mean, about a week after that story came out, she called me and she said that they had like five more people show up to the meetings because they read the story. So that it felt so good, like knowing that that actually didn't make a difference. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that kind of, and I, a lot of journals obviously tell me that, you know, those stories where you, where you know that someone reacted well and was had mm-hmm. a positive outcome really, really makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, are there, are there stories kind of on the horizon that you think here, here's an issue or a topic that, that I really want to get into and, you know, we, we maybe just haven't had time to get to it yet because you're not a staff of 10, right? <laughs> no, I'm not a staff of 10. Um, I really want to be able to cover more mental health stories. I think that those are very important, being able to tell people stories about their mental health journeys, like what they've struggled with, what they've overcome, but also normalizing mental health. And making sure that we cover it in a safe way that's not going to harm others. That's another very important thing that I'm very passionate about. So definitely mental health and also like arts programs in schools. I feel like they don't get enough credit for how much they help the students and they give students an outlet. So I really want to keep covering more of those kinds of things. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, and arts coverage is ten, has really suffered a lot in the last 15 years, mm-hmm. just not not as many journalists at, yeah. at, at the bigger papers covering it and not as many magazines. So yeah, I'm glad to hear you mm-hmm. talking about that. And I know the folks who are in the arts would, would love to hear that. Yeah. Um, so if uh, people want to kind of reach out to you and connect with story ideas, what's, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be easiest through email. Um, and I am on Twitter. So if people want to reach out to me on Twitter, they can message me or tag me in the post, but email will likely be, will be easiest. Okay. And, and, and talk for a second about your kind of your weekly deadlines. So just folks understand, you know, which days are better and worse to, to reach out to you. Yeah. So my stories are due each week, Thursday mornings, like first thing in the morning. So if you're wanting to get something into me, I'm going to need it by at least 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. Um, since we are a weekly paper, our deadlines are kind of funky. So it almost feels like we're working two weeks ahead. But especially for event stories, if you are sitting in event stories, they absolutely need to be two to three weeks out so like if something happens this weekend I can't get it in the paper because it's past the deadline plus like the way the print schedule works it wouldn't make sense right and then if and I would think if folks have something that's like a a metro-wide event kind of look Mm -hmm. for a look for somebody who is participating who's in your 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 area either organizer or participant or, or something like that. So you can kind of be able to localize it a little bit for, for your readership. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And photos, high-res photos, we always need with the event stories, too. Yeah, that's why I'm taking this photo class, so I can get better about <laughs> getting you getting better high-res photos. Because mm-hmm. sometimes my clients will have a, a, you know, a photographer they pay, and sometimes they say, hey, Mitch, can you, can you take some pictures for me? Yeah. So, <laughs> look at what I took five years ago. It's a lot better now. I'm getting, I'm getting better. It's good. It's always good to show growth. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually had a couple of papers used my. I took some pictures for the Atlanta Press Club debates a couple of months ago, and I had a. Mm-hmm. I actually got my first byline, so I was, I was excited. Oh, doesn't that feel good? <laughs> so yeah, funny. yeah. It's like oh, I took, I take that <laughs> picture. Like, that's that's, it. that's yeah. yeah, that's my, that's my name. I had a couple, yeah. of, I had a couple of people call me and say, "Hey, I saw your name on a picture. I didn't know you were doing that now." Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'm not trying to take over for professional photographers. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just filling in when you know. Nobody has money or when professional photographers aren't available. So yeah. that's, that's, that's my, that's my line there. Um, all right. So this is, so the, now the really hard question uh, people, this sometimes stumps people is what is the coolest thing about you that people might not know? About me? About you. And it could be a hobby, a talent, <laughs> something you collect, something kind of fun and different. And I've had people tell me they're like, oh, I, t- I took up painting during the pandemic or mm-hmm. I like to climb or collect yeah. porcelain or something like that. Yeah. Well, I am a dancer. I take dance classes on the weekend and I'm a part of an adult dance company that's based out in Roswell. So we have we do hip hop and contemporary and contemporary. It's kind of like when you think of lyrical, but it doesn't. The movement doesn't match the lyrics necessarily. It goes with like the music and everything. Okay. But yeah, I've been because in high school and college, I did color guard and winter guard, so I was always kind of dancing, and then took some other dance classes. But I finally have gotten back into dance, so it's very it's good. Been a lot of fun. Um, that's that's cool. Yeah, I had, I, had, I mm. did marching band in high school, so the, I had a lot of friends who were in the color guard. Or <laughs> what did you play? Uh, various brass instruments. So trumpet a little bit of trombone mellophone which you know, like yeah i tell people it's like if you take a french horn and uncurl it that's, yeah <laughs> that's kind of like what a, what a mellophone is mm-hmm. and let's see trumpet trombone mellophone french oh, a little bit of french horn oh, i did it yeah cool. i had well we had one year in concert band the mm-hmm. band director's like we need another french horn so here you're gonna play french horn it's like, <laughs> like yeah, okay yeah. i guess yes, okay well it's 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 like it's really different. It's in a different key from yeah. from from trumpet, and mm-hmm. and yet you hold it differently. And it's it's just it was it took a little while to figure kind of figure that out. But it's but it's a beautiful yeah. sound. I, I love I love playing oh, yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I really, yeah, I really I really I really enjoyed that. Yeah, brass instruments are beautiful. I mean, if you ever watch like drum corps videos or anything, yeah, <sighs> so good. <laughs> yeah, we we had a we had a guy in high school who could hit those like high seas above the bar above the mm-hmm. staff and i was like we're like mm-hmm. he'd be like did he go up go up octaves oh, and do, yeah yeah be like you know breaking glasses in the in, <laughs> in people's houses because he was he was so high pitched but it was, he was fun to that's listen awesome. to yeah. yeah that's awesome <laughs> okay so now so now the lightning round so <clears throat> uh so the first question is what's the i'll give you the option either the last book you've read or the last podcast you've listened to so either one and you don't have to get into detail, just kind of give us the title. Okay. Well, I, I'm a huge reader, so I honestly read like one to two books a week, a week. But I would say my favorite book that I've read recently is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. 
I've heard of that one. I haven't I haven't gotten to that one yet. Oh, it's it's amazing. Her writing is beautiful. Who it, it, who's the author? Um, V. E. Schwab. V. E. Schwab. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, favorite local restaurant. Um, Iberian Pig in Atlanta. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Favorite guilty pleasure. Um. I like those. Uh, <laughs> I, I like those Chick Fil A cookies and cream shakes. Yeah, those, those are really good. Yeah. Right, we can, um, we can... Oh, I'm trying to think. Honest, I mean, I guess iced <laughs> coffee. Like, I always have a coffee on me. Like, even if it gets to kind of around like three or four, I'm probably still drinking coffee. <laughs> All right. All right. What's your favorite local getaway? Ooh, Blue Ridge Mountains. All right, and. Uh, Favorite non-work hobby? Um, dance, photography, and reading. Very good. Very good. Um, all right. So is there anything – let's see. I'm trying to think if there's something about the neighbor papers we haven't talked about. So I, I guess I, I should mention – I know you guys have a podcast that you do. Yes. Uh, so that that's that's good if you – and you can find those podcasts on the website if you want to kind of get a feel for those. And I, I've I've noticed those to be a combination of – kind of very topical and then sometimes a little bit more featurey kind of things, yeah. kind of a combination of that. Now you're not necessarily the contact for those, right? Is that correct? Um, I can be, but we do have a separate group that makes the podcast. Yeah. And if you want, I can send you his information. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Jeremy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll, I'll maybe put that in the crawl or something underneath okay. there so people can, can see that. All right, so let's see, podcast, website, obviously, people can go there. Yep. They, can, they can get the papers on their driveway if they live in your yep. coverage area. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, what else are you guys up to? Any, uh, obviously, election coverage coming up? So we got we got some of that. Yeah, we'll cover be covering some elections. Um, we'll have more feature stories coming up. There's a couple event stories that we'll have coming up. So we've got a good mix between like soft and hard news coming up. Very good. All right. Well, I'll end like moderate reporters like to end. Is there anything else I forgot to ask that you want to, that you want to talk about? Um, not really, but yeah. feel free to check us out online. We update our website with news stories every day. So we're at neighbornewspapers.com. So, yeah. Neighbornewspapers.com, and I'll put that. I'll put that in the, as they say, in the show notes, so people can awesome. find it too. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. That, that's great. All right, we've been talking with Elizabeth Norier Clay with the Neighbor Newspapers. Elizabeth, thank you for taking uh, some time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Tune in every week or so for another episode, unless I'm camping, in which case you won't get an episode. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next week.